good Wednesday evening and welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkies Wednesday Wind Up Live. Yes, indeed. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG coming through with another episode. Uh, the gentleman will be joining me pretty soon. Uh, we got a lot to cover, short amount of time to cover it. So, Without further ado, without further ado, I think we need to go ahead and get started. Um, a lot of things have happened since Sunday. And speaking of Sunday, <clears throat> I apologize to everybody that listened Sunday. I didn't sound my usual hyped up self. I went back and listened to it, and I was uh, a little disappointed in my delivery. So I do apologize for that to everyone that listened uh that was unintentional um tired <laughs> was one of the things and I, it was just one of those days but uh we're going to discuss sunday that's what we're going to discuss we're going to discuss that later on um we're going to talk about what happened sunday and uh everybody's thoughts on the day let's just call it the day uh-huh so let's jump into it um oh new sponsor tonight all right dario came from behind the glass to put that in here uh new sponsor tonight helen hunt motors there's only one location is near you um you would like uh low prices low financing low payments great quality go to helen hunt for it all right so i guess that's done moving right along big news that we got today well not today this week the cowboys actually uh paid dak his money um uh-oh yeah, uh-oh is indeed. Um, I guess that put the NFC East on notice. But uh ain't no sweat off my back. Um four-year 160 million dollar contract, 66 million dollar signing bonus, largest in NFL history. He's gonna make 75 million in the first year alone. 42 million per year after that and his cap hit for this year is 22.2 million uh for those of you that don't know about one deck dakota prescott 2016 fourth round pick he's 42 and 27 overall um 17,364 yards 106 touchdowns on top of 40 ints one thing you can say about dak is he is very efficient and safe with the ball. Um, in that draft class, Jared Goff went number one. Uh, Carson Wentz went before him. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Paxton Lynch went before him. You had Jacoby Brissett, Cody Kessler, Connor Cook, Cardale Jones, Kevin Hogan, Nate Sunfield, Sudfield, uh, Jake Ruddick, Brandon Allen, Jake Driscoll, 
and Brandon Dowdy are all the quarterbacks that went in that draft along with one Dakota Prescott. Now, what's crazy is out of all of them, out of all of those quarterbacks, two are Super Bowl appearances, and that's Wentz and Goff, and Wentz is the only one with a Super Bowl win. So, hey, more power to you. The dude deserved the money, and that's the money he was looking for. Um, As a Washington football team fan, am I hating on it? Nah, because I think about all the money they're paying Amari Cooper, the money they're paying Ezekiel Elliott, now the money they're paying Dak Prescott just to go 8-8 eight and eight and lose in the first round. That's how I look at Dallas. Until Jerry Jones is no longer in charge of day-to-day operations of the Cowboys, they will continue to be the butt of everybody's playoff jokes. They will continue to lose. Because they had a winning formula. And Lady C checked in. Bestie. They waste they just wasting money. You're damn right they are. I mean, Dak is worth it, but I feel that you know you pretty much holding up Dak's career. When he when his contract is up, he'll be 32 years old. And he's coming off of a major catastrophic injury. So, you know, he has to work his way back in on that. But now here's my thing. How much more are you going to build around him? Are you really going to build? Or are you just going to get one-off pieces just to say we won a Super Bowl? And then the next year, you know, you go 14-2, and two, you win the NFC East, you win a Super Bowl. You win the Super Bowl, but then the following year when everybody expects you to come back and repeat again, you can't because you got to start releasing players because those cap numbers are so high and you're over the cap. I can't I, – I, I'm being real. That's not me being a hater. That's me being real. The Cowboys have done business the same exact way since 1994. Since Jimmy Johnson was relieved of his coaching duties, they've done business the same exact way. And Lady C just chimed in. He's worth it, but not that much. No, he's worth it. He's worth that much because he can't do it all by himself. He takes the brunt of the blame, but his numbers don't lie. He is an absolute beast. I'll give him that. He is a beast. His numbers don't lie. They're very good. 106 touchdowns over 40 INTs. That's not bad. Not bad at all. But you're telling me Dak Prescott is the end all to be all to your problems. No. You have to get Jerry Jones out of the football side. That's the problem. Once he took over as general manager, Barry Switzer won with Jimmy Johnson's teams. Barry Switzer never won again. Then you you bring in Dave Campo. Even Bill Parcells couldn't write this team because Jerry Jones meddles. And he meddles a lot, especially in personnel decisions. We, I'm not going to go in the, on a rant on Jerry Jones. I'm going to leave it at that. But, yeah. It's not – I mean, congratulations to Dak on getting your money. And Lady C says they should have built the team. Yeah, they should have. But they feel because they got Zeke. And as uh, these junior, junior, junior Cowboy fans say, oh, we got freaky Zeke. We got Dak. 
We got uh, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is one of the best route runners in the league, but if every time he tries to go deep, I got a safety over top so he can't go deep, but you can't complete a pass because everything's clogged up because we know where you're going. Ezekiel Elliott can be shut down. Washington has showed that time and time again that he can be shut down. He's not Emmitt Smith. Hell, he's not even a, 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 a Tony Dorsett. Not at all. He's he's none of the great Cowboy running backs. He can be shut down. He can be stopped. So it's Dak Prescott pretty much running for his life. But more power to you. Get your money, young fella. Get your money. I am good with that. I am okay with it. Um, hell, it might even make us look good, but he kind of sort of set the table when it comes to uh money for quarterbacks. So quarterbacks that are getting franchise tag, his salary is, is included in that. So the top five quarterbacks, you get an average of that salary. So franchise quarterbacks, franchise tag quarterbacks are going to make some serious bread. And switching gears, speaking of franchise tag, my Washington football team, has franchise tag Brandon Sheriff, in my opinion, one of the best right guards in the league. Um, his number he'll receive 18 million this year, it was a 20% increase over last season, but he still wants to sign a, a long term deal. So, those franchise tags don't go really into effect until July 15th. So, Washington has until the 15th of July to get a long term deal. Uh, Sheriff will be 29 in December, so he's 28. Um, four Pro Bowls, he was all pro last year. Uh, he missed, uh, man, four games last year, uh, combined 18 games in the past four years, and he ended up on injured reserve in 2017 and 2018. Uh, he was a uh, he was a a a tackle in college and they moved him to the inside which was great because it worked for him and not last year year before last when we brought in uh flowers everybody was like oh man they trying to bring him in to use him at tackle i'm like he's not gonna work at tackle. he's a he's a revolving door they brought him in moved him inside the guard when they moved him inside the guard him and sheriff together with the two best guard tandems when they played together. And I wish that Washington could have re-signed him because it would have showed up the left side of that line the proper way. But it's okay. But uh, we got to do something here with uh, Brandon Sheriff immediately because we cannot let Brandon Sheriff get out of town. Because you know what happens when D.C. talent gets out of town, whether it's basketball, football, it doesn't matter they wind up being way more successful, successful, wow, successful elsewhere, uh, i.e. Chris Webber, Jawan Howard got a couple of rings. Um, on the football side, shoot, pick them. That went, uh, Steven Alexander was one. He was a highly touted draft pick and wound up 
going uh elsewhere and becoming a a pretty good star out in San Diego. So I mean, it, it happens. It happens. Ben Wallace, and then also we at Big Ben Wallace, uh, absolutely a big name, and we got the boss BJ joining. What's going on, brother? And not much, brother. What's going on with you? Nothing much. Just sitting here talking, Brandon Sheriff. Um, I started the show off talking about Dak getting his money. Um, Lady C feels that they overpaid him. Um, let me hear what your your thoughts are on 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 uh Dak Prescott real quick. My throat's dry. So I... Well, just real real quick, my thoughts on Dak is it's well deserved. Um. You wouldn't have had to worry about overpaying him now if you had paid him when you were supposed to pay him when you could have got him probably for mid-30s, low-30 million-dollar range a year. So now that you waited so long and then he got injured, and, like, when he got injured, it showed his value to the Cowboys even more. We talk about it on the show all the time. He got injured. He still led the league in passing for two weeks. So you see how valuable he is. He's a really good player. They just got to – now they got, you know, they got their quarterback of the future. Um, you know, now they have to build the rest of the team around him. It's well-deserved, man. You know, Cowboy are not definitely happy that he got his money. It's, you know, like I said, you know, he now he got to – you know, he got to do his part and bring a championship to Dallas, man. That's, that's basically what it comes down to. Uh, I'm just happy he got paid and uh, they didn't, you know, dick him around for another season franchise – because I think one of the clauses in his contract now is that he can't be franchised that, which I love. I love that. I love that either you're going to pay me or you're going to let me walk. So um, shout out to the Cowboys for getting that done. Shout out to Dak for getting this money. And uh, time, to, time to put it on the football field now. That's over with. That's one hot marquee um, uh, quarterback off the market because, you know, his name has been thrown around at a, at a couple teams if, if Dallas didn't sign him. So – Congratulations. Congratulations indeed. I said the same thing. Now, as far as him winning a championship, only way that's gonna happen, I said it before you get before you came in. Only way that's gonna happen is if Jerry Jones gets out of the pot and stop being in, all in the football side of everything and let the coaches and the football guys do everything. Yeah, I I I, I agree with you, say to a certain extent, you know, but right now like offensively, I think they're you know they're they're really good offensively, especially when Dak's behind the, the you know under center. Defensively, they're the worst I've seen in a long time, as far as Cowboys are you know they could they can't stop anything, so they're gonna have to work on that. They're gonna have to put that together now, but um you know I mean it is what it is. I know you know you say that all the time, but that's not happening in Dallas until Jerry. Uh, sells the team or gives it to one of his sons, gives up control. Jerry Jones will always have, and, and not not just Jerry Jones. I believe if you're an NFL owner, you're paying that much for players and talent, stadium, and you know all the money you got to pay out, and you know to own a team, you should have input on what players go where. I mean, really, just think about it. It's like you know investing in a company. Uh, you invest in a company on Cash App. You know, you get a certain amount of shares. You get to vote on, you know, decisions the company makes. It's the same thing. You, you know, you and and that's on a low level. You know, you know, you just invest a couple of dollars here. You get to 
vote on Disney or uh, Pepsi or, you know, CEO this or, you know, uh, your opinion on that. So, you know, you're talking about a billion dollar franchise. So he should have an opinion on how that franchise moves. Um, but I, I understand what you're saying. Get a, 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 a solid football person to put things together, you know, but it is what it is. I, I, I think he should have, you know, that at least that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But here's my, and my, my one rebuttal. If I am the owner of a company and I bring you in as my CEO, I should have total faith in you in my hire that I don't have to micromanage you to be successful. It's my hire. I'm not, if, and I've always said this that if I ever got the chance to be a head coach of a team, you and Jim were going to be my defensive coordinators, Delonte and Junior on the offensive side. But I don't, the role's already delegated. I, I don't have to keep looking over y'all's shoulder like what you got in that game plan. You don't like that. I got total faith in you guys. And I feel that Jerry doesn't have faith in the people that are, that are around him anymore. And that, and also, he doesn't get uh, the credit that he feels he deserves when teams win. So, I, I I understand what you're saying, brother. I just think it's it's how Jerry Jones has always operated those Cowboys, you know. And you know he has some some success. They had some Super Bowls. You know what I'm saying? They haven't they haven't won one in a while. But you know, for the most part, these Cowboy teams have been a mishap away from, you know, making the playoffs or a mishap from moving on in the playoffs. So you take a lot of teams in the league would would kill the switch places, you know, that haven't made the play Detroit, mm-hmm. you know, that haven't made the playoffs that, that's not even relevant. So for, for all his mishaps, there are teams in this league that would love to be in that position. Houston right now, Houston is a hot mess. <laughs> you know, that's an understatement. Yeah, that's a hot mess down there. Um, you know, um, it's a couple other teams that you know kind of been in in disarray. So, got to give you know, look, I know where you're coming from, but you got to give him some credit. And he doesn't he doesn't make all the decisions by himself. But I'm just speaking from personal. If I'm an owner of a team, and look, I hire a GM, I hire a football guy. I still want to know what's going on. Now, if if I feel like, let's just say, there's a player that's going to be drafted and I feel like, you know, like, look, I don't want him here. You know, his past issues, you know, I just don't feel like he's a right fit for the franchise. Can we go another direction? You know, or are you telling me we have the people in place to help him, to, you know, help him mature, help him along, you know, talk to me? And then we'll make a decision as a group. But, you know, I'm not going to come in there and be like, oh, no, you know, rah, rah, get this guy. Or get that was my favorite player in college. Get this guy. You know, I don't I don't think that's what Jerry's doing at all. I think, you know, for the most part, I wish we had Gary on here. For the most part, you know, they 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 have good talent. They have, they've had one of the best offensive lines in the league for how long? Shoot, last 10 years? Yeah, and, they, and it seemed like, you know, when one fall off, they just find somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, so – now, when you when you came in, I was talking about Brandon Sheriff, who was franchise tagged. Uh, mm-hmm. His number is 18 million this year, up 20 percent. 
Um, been a he was a name all pro last year. That was great. Um, then also he's been named to the Pro Bowl the last four years, but he's had a bit of the injury bug. Yeah. But uh, I still consider him one of the best right guards in the league. A lot of people do. Um, and I, what I was saying was about talent getting out of D.C. and flourishing everywhere. This is homegrown talent drafted here in fifth overall. I don't want to see him gone. And I was naming players that had left on the basketball and the football side, even the hockey side, too, that have left and flourished elsewhere, won championship. Ben Wallace is what Junie said. Um, Richard Hamilton. Richard Hamilton. Rasheed Wallace. Chris, uh, she, Chris Webber. No, nah, Chris Webber didn't win a championship. Well, he, he didn't just, win a championship. He, he had a flourished. good run. Yeah, he yeah. had a good run and flourished. Um, shoot. Um, uh, uh, Brent, Brendan Haywood. Javel McGee. Mm-hmm. Multiple I mean, championships. I think, I think that the Wizards lead the league in that category. We're talking about homegrown players that been, haven't been developed right here and then let go, el- you know, gone somewhere else and took over yeah now put your gm hat on as a gm and they say they're not far apart they're not far apart uh from yeah junie said karan butler yeah uh they're not far apart on the deal they got into the 15th of july are you franchise tagging a player of this caliber again if you can't reach a long deal or are you confident that they're going to reach a long deal and you're like you know what i I got um man it's it's hard because the main thing is that injury bug. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are talking about one of the right, best right guards in the league. Um, probably, what, top three? Yeah, I'll say that. I'll agree. And, and, and I, I don't want to seem biased because we're a local show. You know, I, I think he probably is in the top. If you talk to 10 different NFL people, we're talking at least top five right guard in the league. So, you know, we'll, we'll sit that there. So with that being said, that injury bug is really, really, really is, is what's in the back of your mind, you know, giving him a long-term deal and him not being able you know, to play out the deal. Um, so if I'm a GM, man, I'm sorry to come off co- uh, um, off subject, but uh, one of those sport Range Rovers just started. Sound like a Hellcat. Good gracious. <laughs> <laughs> man. Excuse me, but um, nah. I mean, I would I would franchise him this year. Kind of, and and I wouldn't tell him this, but in my mind, if I'm the GM, if I'm talking to uh, Mr. Dan Snyder, if I'm talking to the football people. I'm like, I need to see him healthy for a year. I need to see him play a year where I can get 16 games. Now, if it's a freak injury, somebody roll up on his leg, you know, something like that, that's different. But I need to see if, if, you know, and I'll be ready to come with the Brinks truck next season. But you said they have to the 15th, which is Monday. No, no, 15th of July. Oh, 15th of July. Okay, so they got some time. I, I, I would I would franchise him. Okay. I would, I would franchise him. He gets his money. Um, you get the security of, you know, having still having him and then kind of seeing if, you know, what, what he can give you next season. The play isn't in question. It's just the durability. Yeah, and I, I agree with you one hundred percent. And you know, I you, I'm a homer. I'm a fanboy. Whatever you want to call me, you know, it's certain players that I, I I absolutely love in Burgundy and Gold. He is one of them. So the franchise tag, 
seeing what he can do and then backing up the truck for him, I'm all di- I'm down for that. That's the plan for me. All right, switching gears. We're going to switch over to a little NBA. <laughs> but oh, before we go to uh, to the NBA, one last uh burgundy and gold note. Um Kyle Allen was tendered a contract this year, so he should be back in burgundy and gold behind center. I'm sure he may be slated as the starter depending on how his leg holds up. And I think his price tag is only like 800 and some thousand dollars. So I'm down with that very cap friendly deal. Um I'm I'm digging it. I, I'm glad that he's back. So I'm gonna move on from that. We'll, we'll see how that develops okay. over the next few months. But moving to the NBA, Blake Griffin got a contract buyout from Detroit last week. Um, he was due to make some serious bread from Detroit. Uh, thirty, what is it, thirty-four million this year, and thirty-eight next year. So they bought him out. He signed a basic veteran minimum, one million two hundred twenty-nine thousand six hundred seventy-six dollars for the rest of the season with the Brooklyn Nets. Everybody's calling Brooklyn the big four now because they have KD, Kyrie, the beard, and now Blake Griffin, a 31-year-old Blake Griffin who hasn't dunked the ball since 2017. BJ, how you feel about that? Well, first and foremost, if the Nets do win a championship this year, it still puts Kevin Durant in the same category that his Warriors championships put him in, which are you can't really they have an asterisk with him. You have one of the best scorers in the league, James Harden. You probably have one and two or one through three top two top scorers in the league with Kevin Durant and James Harden. You go, you, you already had Kyrie. Now, if it was still Kyrie and KD – and they added Blake Griffin, I could still give him, you know, a, a championship without an asterisk. But this championship, if they do win one, is going to have an asterisk. And on the flip side, if they do meet the LeBron James Lakers and he beats them, that puts LeBron on a whole nother level. So back to the, the topic, because I know we're not talking about that. I just wanted to put that out there. This is a tainted championship if the Nets win this championship. Um, but Blake Griffin – and, I, you know, we talked about this when he was getting by, bought out, and I, I put in our chat, uh, he, he's probably going to go sign with the Nets. Um, that's the best chance of him winning a championship. So, and you, you know, you said something about him not dunking. I wouldn't dunk either if I played for Detroit. Like, you know, it's team, it's wastelands out here of teams. We just talked about it. We talked about the Cowboys. There are teams out here that are just complete wastelands. You have no chance of winning the division. Like, you're not even going to get the AC to the playoffs. So, you know, nowadays it's a different generation from when we watched and um, players played 100%. All, it didn't matter who you played for. If you had a chance, if you won 18 games or, you know, 60. You know, players played 100% all season. But now you have a new type of player now, a new generation of players where, you know, if things ain't going right, you know, uh, Andre Drummond, you know, Blake Griffin, you know, they're on teams that they feel like aren't going anywhere. They can shut it down. They're not going to give you 100%. It's not going to happen. Um, now, Blake Griffin going to the Nets, you're going to see a rejuvenated Blake Griffin. He doesn't have to do anything near what he had to do with the Clippers. And, you know, I don't know why, but when he was with the Clippers, everybody, I don't know why they considered 
he's never been a number one for a team. Even with the Clippers, when it was Chris Paul, him, DeAndre Jordan, that whole squad, they needed a number one. Those guys are all number twos. Like Chris Paul is a Chris Paul is a hell of a point guard, and he's a supplement to a number one on the team. Blake Griffin's the same way. He is a hell of a power forward when he wants to play. He's a supplement piece. So now he doesn't have to do anything. He doesn't have to give you 20 and 10. Blake Griffin come in, give you the athleticism, play some defense, run up and down the floor with these boys, and now you can get hit from eight, you can get hit from four directions with the Nets. Because Blake Griffin don't have to go off every night. You can get 20 and 10 from Blake Griffin. That's a good night for Blake Griffin now. You know? And then KD gonna drop 47 on you. Harden gonna come behind him with 45. Kyrie gonna have 37. And Blake Griffin give you 20 and 10. Or 15 and 10. Or 15 and 15. That's what I'm expecting out of Blake Griffin. A couple blocks, some defense, a body down, you know, an aggressive body down low. I like the move for the Nets. I, you know, now it, I think that solidifies the Nets out the out the East. No, you know, I had Boston. I don't know what happened to Miami. They completely fell off the face of the earth. Um, but KD, uh, KG, it's just hard not to. It, I don't think it's anybody in the East. I know you're going to say Philly, and I, I agree with you with Joel and B. There's nobody on the Nets to stop him. But Ben Simmons isn't strong enough to bring up the rear for the, 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 the Sixers, in my in my opinion. You know, I think you might as well just pencil in the Nets for the East and just tell the East to stop playing. <laughs> I agree. I mean, Ben Simmons can't shoot a jumper, and that holds him back. Because he, he, he refused. I don't know if he need to see a psychiatrist uh I don't know what he need to see to start getting him to open up and start shooting jumpers, but he has to shoot jumpers. Um, I, to be honest, I don't see anybody coming out of the East. It would have been Boston, but it's going to come down. Uh, unless Giannis comes back off this all-star break and he is rejuvenated and he's ready to ball and he puts Milwaukee on their back, on his back, and he takes them to the conference finals again and doesn't run out of gas. That's the only thing. I can see presenting a problem uh, to the Nets because you got to think about it. If it's a seven-game series, Kevin Durant's not playing all seven games. Got these two of Orange Herbert. So you you said Kevin Durant is it? Yeah, because they shut him down. They're shutting him down during the season, and he's a type. Yeah, but he's the type of player that when he gets in a rhythm, you're not stopping him. And I get it, he's coming back off Achilles. But this dude is powerful. To be so small, he got a lot of power. And once he gets into a rhythm, he is going to kick ass. I want him in a rhythm to to the point by the time we get up to the playoffs, he didn't already play 40 straight games, if that's how many games they got left. And he's already on fire and ready to take everything on. I'll rest him in the first round, but I'm not resting him against no Milwaukee. After the first round, there is no more rest days. I, I don't think I don't think when we get to the playoffs, I don't think you're gonna see any resting from any anybody. Now, you know, you know, unless it's you know, they up twenty in the the the, the fourth and third, you'll you'll see them sit down 
But as far as wrestling, I, it, that's just a new – hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's just a new regular season thing that, you know, these players are doing this whole load management thing mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, are taking their time, you know, taking days off and stuff, which I don't really care for or like. But no, uh-uh. when they get to the playoffs, KG, it's it's on and popping. But that's there the way is, it's supposed to be. Yeah, there is no rest time. You're gonna see a full, full fledged Kevin Durant, Kyrie, LeBron, Anthony Davis. And I know you said something about Giannis and the Bucks. They're not strong enough to stop that next thing. Giannis ain't got that much in him. He would need all five Infinity Stones. <laughs> and, and he just—it's not enough. Milwaukee does not have enough. If it was just KD and Kyrie coming and Blake Griffin, I, I would, you know, maybe, you know, because Giannis can carry the Bucks, but you—that's just—that's just too much scoring. That's just too much scoring. You can, KD can have an off night and Harden to drop fifty-five. That is true. You know, and vice versa, and then you can have Kyrie come in with forty, mm-hmm. fifty. You know, you know, you have a, a, a unicorn night from Blake Griffin where he dropped you thirty-five. Like it's just so many ways you can get attacked by this team now, and it's it's scary, man. Absolutely right. I mean, I, but of course, it's all gonna play out towards the end of the season. But I got a text from uh, LeBron just now, um, and he said, "Uh, he not worried." He said, "Blake Griffin, Melanie Griffin, Peter Griffin, Merv Griffin, Lakers in five. Hey. <sighs> Hey, man, look. Hey, when the king speaks, the people got to listen. Bro, this would be his greatest championship ever if he was to pull this off and beat those Nets. Um, I know everybody's talking about the Clippers. I just just don't see the Clippers beating the Lakers. Until they upgrade from Paul George, (laughs) I I just don't – I don't see it, man. I don't think – I don't think – my personal opinion, I don't think Paul George is strong enough to help Kawhi get that team over the hump. Like, you know, Kawhi is Kawhi. You know what I'm saying? But Paul George is just – it's Paul George. And, and, you know, if that's the team that's coming to the West to meet the Lakers, uh, give me the Lakers in six. Well, okay, I can dig that. Um, Speaking of Paul George, Giannis, LeBron – even KD, Team KD, Team Durant, I'm sorry, versus Team LeBron uh, happened Sunday. We didn't have a traditional all-star weekend, but we did have an all-star day. Uh, did you catch any of it? I did, and, and I'll give you a, a short, you know, my short take on it and I'll let you go. Uh, I did not like that they did the three-point shootout before the game. I thought that was you know, I guess I'm going to sound a little soft now. I, I think I, a little bit too much wear and tear for, you know, Steph to do that and then play in the game. Um, I thought they still should have kept it Saturday. Dunk contest, three-point contest. Uh, I can understand not having the, um, the Rising Stars game. Okay, I understand that. Um, I, I enjoyed what I saw. And, I, you know, you saw Steph and, and LeBron share the floor on the same team for the first time. And I also took something out of it that I wouldn't blame him because he's been solid in saying that he wants to stay in Portland and that, you know, he's about trying to, you know, build his own team, build his own brand. But Dame got to play with Steph and LeBron. 
So just keep an eye out on that. That you gotta believe that was fun for him to to have, you know, that level of, you know, player beside you with Steph and LeBron, and be able to you know be like, man, I ain't you know this is this is easy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going against the East. Oh, I mean Team Durant, and and you know we we getting it. Dame Dollar is a hell of a play. Doesn't get a whole bunch of credit. He should get way more. Don't be surprised if in the near future you see him hop ship and go go play with one of these one of these cats, man. You keep an eye on it because I think he had a whole lot of fun um, Sunday. I can agree with that. I mean, the the, the shooting display that Steph put on that game. Oh my goodness but also in a three-point shootout. And this is why I always say I would love to have Steph go against three-point shooting legends, Larry Bird, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller can still shoot. Um, I would love to see him go against Dale Ellis. I would love to see him go against his dad in a three-point shootout. <laughs> that would be fun. You know, but am I calling him the greatest shooter? Ray Allen, too. Am I calling him the greatest shooter of all time? No. But damn it, he is up there. He is knocking on that damn door. He pulled up between the T and the A in All-Star and banged it. No glass, all net. I said, man. Now, I didn't like the three-point shootout before the game because I forgot it all came on. And I was like, good grief. I got to hurry up and watch this. And then, you know, you had the skills competition. Then you had the game. You had the dunk contest, which was uh, kind of condensed. Um, it, it, dunk contests don't really move you unless the crowd is there. Mm-hmm. And I think you would have seen better dunks, but the game itself, who I, I was trying to think back to when I saw a better game. And I think that that had to be Jordan's last, uh, his last um, all-star game. What was that? 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, when they set it up for him to hit the game-winning shot and Jermaine O'Neal messed the moment up um, <laughs> by fouling Kobe. Kobe was trying to miss the shot, and Jermaine O'Neal fouled him. Uh, 2001, which was uh, here in uh, D.C., Allen Iverson comes home, MCI Center, puts on a show, wins MVP. 96 was a good one. That was Jordan's return. When he premiered the uh, the the white concourse, all white concourse, which I don't think they've ha- have they released those since again. No, I'm not sure, brother. Oh my god, I gotta find. I want a pair of those. I just want to put those in a glass case, though. Those are some of the best shoes that I've ever seen in my life. Um, but that ranks up there with and and of course '92 in Orlando when Magic won uh All Star MVP. That 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 game Sunday ranks up there with those games. It was exciting. Um, Giannis was just a beast. I think he was 14 or 14 at one time. And he was just killing it. And I was like, oh, man. Damn. And they they just balling. And it felt like an all-star game. And LeBron didn't really want to play. He only had four points. But he everybody else had a chance to shine. And I think everybody shined in that game. So it, it was absolutely beautiful, man. I loved it. I loved it. I wish it could have been a whole weekend, but we are in a pandemic, and some people didn't catch the memo. 
that we were in a pandemic and still went down to Atlanta and went to parties and everything. Man, that was uh, crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. No mask, hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of people partying. I'm just like, okay, and you know. But not only that, the stories that came out of there, uh, the, the 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 Instagram models um going down there sleeping in U-Haul trucks, <laughs> and you know people starting uh GoFundmes because they can't make it back home. Man, if you know you ain't had no money to be down in the first place, you know you ain't got no job. Why in the world did you go down there? Hey man, we live in a time where you can be stupid and gorilla glue your hair and then beg on go go fund me for P and people will pay it. Versus people, man, look, you know, I lost my job, you know, my wife died of COVID and me and my kids are got about to get put out and won't be no donations for that. Mm-hmm. But you got you got women on here talking about uh, you know, I don't have no money to get home and they Asking for fifteen hundred dollars, and next thing you know, they got three thousand or four, five thousand dollars in 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 uh, GoFundMe money. It's it's just it's just it's mind blowing, man. It really is. It's just another level of stupid. It's not surprising. It's just mind mind boggling, man. So, hey, you know, hey, that that's the the tone that. Everybody is starting to set. This is that new generation. Um, and it's a lot of things that everybody say is the new generation. I ain't, it, just because it's the new generation don't mean I got to like it. I'm not trying to sound like I'm old, but it's a lot of things that just don't make sense. Not at so, all. Not at all. Uh, before we get out of here, one last thing. I missed this in the NFL segment, and I just want to ask you this quick question. Okay. Your team, you have a needed quarterback. Are you signing Ryan Fitzpatrick, who says he has a little left in the tank? To be the starter? Uh, to be the backup, the starter, wouldn't, wouldn't it, the first up, the second up? I don't know. You wanted to be your Doug Williams. I don't know. I, if, if Not not to be my starter. Not unless you're, you you missed out, you swung out on all the big-name quarterbacks, and that's what's left. Okay, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a stopgap, but – for me, the ideal situation for him would be backup insurance. You know, you found your quarterback. You need somebody that's a vet that can step in and run the show without missing a beat. You might not have the same abilities, the same arm strength, but he has guts. You know, he does have an arm. He understands all senses. He's been around for a minute. So, yeah, as a backup, I think he's a solid backup. You know, I would pay him to come, you know, keep everybody, you know, because everywhere he's went, everybody's loved him. So, you know, he's a good locker room guy. You know, you know, he he plays, he, you know, he got the nickname Fist Magic. You know, unfortunately for him, you know, the magic hasn't translated to being consistent for a whole season. You know, he usually goes somewhere, gets paid, and then fizzes out towards the end of the season. You know, so, you know, I like the guy. I just not as a number one QB, though. I, I, not as a number one. He has he would have to be the the uh, the backup, and he would be a hell of a backup if you could get him. And hopefully uh, Washington does not sign him, you know, because that's something that Washington would do. But hopefully they do not sign him for veteran leadership. Um, But 
bro, we about to hit that that magical mark because we got to cut things down. We found out on the technical side, we got to limit ourselves because messing around with the midnight rider last week, we went a little longer than what we should have. And then I found out on the technical side, ah, we can't do that on the regular. So yeah, it's all good. We we make adjustments and keep going. Indeed, and I got to give a big shout out. My brother-in-law Antoine has joined us for the first time. I I apologize, good sir. I have not been sending you the invite so you can get in on this this this, this live show here. We do it two to three times a week. I'm glad you could join. I seen the Midnight Rider jump in there. Uh, everyone that joined tonight, I appreciate it. Um, our new sponsor tonight, Helen Hunt Motors. If you want low finance, low cost, uh, quality vehicles, go to Helen Hunt Ford. It's only one lake location and it's near you. So Helen Hunt Motors, baby. New cars. You know, they got anything you want from 79 to 2022. They got it. Go to Helen Hunt Ford. And their prices are on fire. <laughs> so I still got to thank Dario for that, bringing that around. Uh, Junie, you have a good night too, sir. Everybody, you already know what it is. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace.